Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. Neil, how are you? Fantastic, Josh. You don't have a laptop today. No, going lean today. Just winging it on your phone. Just uh, old school here. Old school, man. I don't know if you saw the news. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna text this to you, but did you see what happened yesterday in the world of Hollywood? Uh, besides the Kanye and Kim news? No, I'm not, I don't give a shit about that. News. <laughs> I just, no. I don't know. I'm not. It not was... TMZ over here. I can't report the Hollywood <laughs> news. So someone that we wanted to, well, I wanted to get our to do our intro passed away yesterday gilbert Gottfried passed away fuck off yeah you didn't see that no i didn't see that yeah and i literally just did an impression of him i i would feel weird doing an impression now but yeah right before i was literally gonna get him on cameo because he is on cameo obviously not anymore but he he was on cameo and i was gonna get him to do some sort of intro for us i wonder if we can still find you remember soundboards that used yeah, to be oh, online. Yeah, yeah. You, there's I wonder if there's a Gilbert Gottfried sound. 100% a Gilbert Gottfried soundboard that we could just mix in some yeah. words here yeah. and there. And just get re- our... keep pressing buttons and <clears throat> yeah, well, keep getting Gilbert, Gilbert Gottfried until it I'll, makes sense. I'll see what I can do here. Gilbert Gottfried hologram, perhaps? Oh, yeah. 100%. He actually just performed in Toronto a couple weeks ago, apparently. One of my friends went to go see him, which is kind of surreal. Yeah. Like he did a comedy show in Toronto. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried. You will be missed. Uh, should we get into some sports, Neil? Let's talk some sports. Uh, the Raptors yeah. have officially clinched their playoff spot. Yeah. And we now know who they're going to be playing in the first round of the playoffs. And that is the Philadelphia 76ers. What are your thoughts initially when you, when you heard this news? What are your thoughts? I guess for the Raptors who coming into the season didn't really have... Like, no one really had a lot of expectations for this team. You know, they were kind of in a transition period with Kyle Lowry um, having finished his last season with us last year. Mm-hmm. They were going into the draft. They had a high draft pick. They selected Scotty Barnes. This was meant to be, this is a transition year for the Raptors. You know, they just re signed Gary Trent. This is a very young team. It started off as a transition year for sure started out that way and as the team grew as we've seen so many years past that this raptors team with the resilience that they have they fucking started gelling and they started mind you the starters are playing like 40 minutes a game but like yeah. they, they started winning games definitely nick nurse is the best coach in the league well yeah he's getting poached by the lakers now apparently he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere but that's just flattering for nick nurse obviously lakers team would want the best coach in the league, I in fucking hate how LA media does this right before the start of the playoffs too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just uh, drops this bomb. It's not gonna change anything. If anything, the Raptors are gonna play even harder. But I feel like with the way the Raptors are now, they are on paper, and what we've seen in the small sample size against Philly this year, they're a great matchup. Hundred percent. With to Philly, you know what I mean? So they match up really well. I feel like Siakam has been able to to hold Embiid. The only time Embiid yeah. has ever scored zero points in a game was yeah, when he had he was matched up against Pascal Siakam. I don't think Harden is anything special anymore. No, 
I don't think so. And all you have to do is take away the perimeter from him, um, which we can do. Yeah. And you eliminate the Harden factor. Truth, truthfully, Josh, I feel like fuck, man. Like the the this Philly team before the Harden trade, I would have been a bit more worried about than the team now, stacking up against the Raptors in the playoffs. Like with Ben Simmons. Yeah, like. Before they traded away Seth Curry, before they traded away Andre Drummond, before they traded like they traded away a lot of their main pieces to go get one player in James Harden. Mm -hmm. James Harden has an off night. The the Seventy Sixers will lose. Yeah, Van Vliet is one of the best perimeter defenders in the game. Hundred percent. You've seen it this entire season. You've seen it his entire career, and he's only gotten better. He knows how to like. There's a reason why he has so many steals in a game. Yeah. Because while you're watching, while your point guard's coming down and, you know, trying to set up play, he's looking for that split second to take the ball off you. And he can do it. Gary Trent has yeah. improved his defense largely mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. I just feel, I mean, obviously Scotty Barnes is, is active everywhere he is on both ends of the floor. I feel like, I like the his, Raptors... I like his defense, too. Scotty Barnes, like, he's... He was guarding LeBron when yeah. he played the Lakers. Like, dude, if Scotty, if if the Raptors continue to play the tenacious D that they played <clears throat> all year, they're gonna they're gonna beat this team. Shaquille O'Neal thinks otherwise. You know, many people this week have told me, "Hey, Neil, did you hear the comments Shaquille O'Neal made?" Yeah. I'm like, "Hey, you know Shaquille O'Neal's been saying that shit for years on end." When was the last time Shaquille O'Neal said anything of substance that was relevant to anything? Like, Yo, let's be honest here. Raptors getting swept. <laughs> Call it now. Rap, Write, call it it now. Write it down. Yeah. Raps getting swept. Uh, and then to immediately, like, it's in, I don't know if you saw the follow up to that video, like the seconds that followed that that video, but everyone else on the panel was like, "Whoa, like, relax here. There's no way the Raptors are getting swept in this. This is gonna be like Charles Barkley loves Toronto. I don't know what we we do to Charles Barkley when he comes here, but he loves Toronto. Toronto is his favorite city in the world." Is it actually? It is. You've never heard him talk I've, talk about Toronto. I've heard him say nice things about <laughs> Toronto. I didn't know it was his favorite city. There's in the literally world. compilations of him saying great things about Toronto, and it, therefore he loves the Raptors as well. He loves visiting Toronto. He loves going to Toronto, and he's he talks so highly of the Raptors. So immediately after that that comment from Shaq, Charles Barkley chimes in and talks about how the Raptors will win the series. Man, this, I, okay. I don't. I don't know if they have the DNA to go all the way this year because they're still in, in that transition. They don't have the depth that they did during that championship run. But this is the same makeup that they had. They have the same sort of you know like trials and tribulations. They have to go through all these super teams to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. But Which, I really feel like if they can manage to somehow make it to the finals. They have a chance against any of those teams in the West. 100%. I, I really don't think... Okay, hear me out here. Because <laughs> I know we're a Toronto-based sports podcast. Um, yeah. But I really think that this Raptors team can beat any other team in a seven-game series. I really do. Scotty, okay, if, if we drafted Jalen Suggs like everyone expected us to at this point... I would not say the same thing because look how Jalen Suggs, his year has panned out. And then look how Scotty Barnes' year has panned out. And especially going up 
against Philly in the first round, they're a big team. You put Jalen Suggs in there instead of Scotty Barnes, I definitely don't I don't have as much confidence with the Raptors. But Scotty well, Barnes has they, they probably wouldn't even be in a playoff spot if they exactly. had Jalen Suggs. Exactly. I mean point guards take a little longer to develop. Yeah. Historically. Uh Scotty Barnes, it took him fourteen days. Literally, if that. <laughs> Uh, did, did you see the comment that Van v- Van Vliet made um, about the All Star Weekend of how he took a poll uh, from every other player at the All Star Weekend about who is the most annoying team to play against, and everyone said the Raptors. Raptors can shut you down. Nick Nurse is the greatest coach in the NBA, and I'm not just saying that because we're a Toronto-based sports podcast. Like the Nick Nurse workout plan is coaching a game. I've never seen a guy do aerobics yeah live on the sidelines literally like he is literally red in the face from start of the game to finish yeah and man does not sit down he does not sit down he does not have a voice at the end of every game Mm -hmm. he probably has an ice pack for his lungs because he's screaming at all hours of the game underneath the sweater at all times yeah um, the Raptors, uh, we heard Doc Rivers say it recently, how Nick Nurse went out, Nick Nurse and Masai went out and grabbed every single player from 6'7 to 6'10 um, that can shoot a ball and defend and put them on the same team together. Who said that? Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. <laughs> and he said, it's so hard to play against them. Because, and th- why I say they can beat anyone in a seven game series is that this team is adaptable. Like, this team knows how to. They're positionless. Yeah, they exactly. literally have no positions. Exactly. They can take you down anywhere yeah. in the court. Anyone can play any position. <laughs> Scotty can play point guard. Which he has Scottie done for most of the Scotty can play center. Yeah. Um, OG's played some center before this season. Right? Yeah. Like there's, And then their new addition. You know, they just went out and got the old man from Sacramento who plays like You're 20 minutes. Yeah, Thad. Yeah. He plays like 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, but... He always is. He has the same DNA that the the rest of the Raptors have, which is go play hard D, mm-hmm. shoot some threes every now and then, which he knows how to do, and then you know crash the board and get those rebounds. That has thrown down some dunks since coming into Toronto too, which has been looks crazy like young Thad. Yeah, Thaddeus Younger. <laughs> Am I right? Young Thad. Um, yeah, they just, we need to, going up against the Sixers, um, we need to find a way to shut down Embiid. Harden, I'm not worried about. Um, obviously, you put Siakam on Embiid, but Siakam can't be on the floor with Embiid every single minute. I mean, maybe he can. Yeah. We just can't, we just have to, have to make sure Boucher doesn't guard Embiid. God, Boucher is the, like, he took a step back this season for whatever reason. Yeah, he really burst out last year. He broke out. He was unreal. He broke out last year because he had to. This year we don't have to have him playing power forward and center. I, the, the Raptors need to sign me as a coach because I will be. We just on finished Chris talking Boucher. about how great Nick Nurse is. <laughs> no, I'm not like, saying head coach. Oh, okay, like as like a coach. conditioning oh, okay. coach. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I will only focus on Chris Boucher putting on some weight. <laughs> that literally, literally, because if Chris Boucher gained like thirty pounds, he would be unstoppable. Hundred percent, unstoppable. With how lanky he is, and with how like average he is in every other category, I think he'd be unstoppable. He's just been recently. I find he's been getting beat in the paint way too often. 
Yeah. Way too often. And if you put Embiid in the paint with him, like, Embiid's a monster. He's, like, an MVP favorite this season. He's the first center in history to lead the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. So this guy, like, if he's he's huge. But like I said at the beginning of this episode, the only time he's ever put up zero points in a game was against Pascal Siakam. He has a hard time. And Pascal, I guess, is a good defender. I don't know what it is that he's so afraid of. You know, and it's the Ben Simmons effect. <clears throat> the Ben Simmons effect. Remember Ben Simmons couldn't shoot the ball or he was scared to shoot the ball because yeah, oh of, last which is the whole reason why I really yeah. started hitting him yeah because last season so maybe when the when the raptors play the 76ers and ben simmons be, effect mb is gonna be scared of pascal siakam he's gonna be scared of the ball oh scared of the ball could happen scared of shooting scared. could happen maybe he is scared of pascal pascal is scary looking i will say that uh, sure yeah <laughs> i want to say that <laughs> I was going to say he's scary to play against, but yeah, sure. He's if a... you went to Canada's Wonderland and oh you, <laughs> during Halloween Haunt, if you went during Halloween Haunt and Pascal Siakam just came out. Does he with have like, makeup on? With makeup on and, and like gory blood all over him. Okay, if you put terrified. makeup and gory blood on anyone, sure, they become terrifying. I don't think you're making the point that you think you're making He's here. scary looking. I don't know. It could yeah. be. He's mostly smiling though. Like that's anytime I see Siakam, he's always smiling. Yeah. Have you ever seen him fired up? Yeah. Oh yeah. He looks kind of scary. I think Boucher is more intimidating looking than Siakam is. Siakam's always smiling. Boucher is never smiling. I don't think I've seen Boucher smile once. You're saying Boucher is more intimidating and scary looking than Pascal Siakam? More intimidating looking than Siakam. There's no. There's no way. In terms of smiling. Think about it. When have you not seen Pascal Siakam smiling? I've, I don't. I can't. Even when feel, he gets I feel like I haven't on. seen him smile. You've never seen Siakam smile. Uh, come on. Siakam is the only player on that team that smiles. Literally. Yeah. Think about it. Fred is very serious. Very serious. You'll see him laughing every now and yeah. then. Scotty Barnes always laughs. Oh yeah. And jokes okay. around. Well, Scotty Barnes is literally always laughing too. Gary Trent serious. Gary Trent serious. Boucher. Never OG serious. I remember when OG hit that three pointer in the bubble to yeah. tie the game against Boston. Didn't even cheer. Dude, he didn't even react. No. He, he just, just hit started it. walking. He started walking away. Walks away. There was literally like there was a trend that uh, my friends and I were doing at the time where you, you gotta do something great and then just walk away with your arms at your side like that. Like the OG walk away. The OG walk away? Mm-hmm. Shit on our podcast like that tonight. A, a podcast? What? We should end our podcast. With like, an OG walk away. Yeah. Just no goodbye. Just get up and walk no, away. That's it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so how do you realistically see this series going? Uh, a lot of a lot of analysts see the game, uh, or the series, pardon me, going to seven games. Uh-huh. I don't. I see it going to five. I see the Raptors winning four games to one. I don't think it'll be a close series. I think... Really? Yeah, I think the Raptors will win both games in Philly. Then they'll come back to Toronto, and they'll lose a game in Toronto, and then win the next two. Why would they lose a game in Toronto? Because, like, being down 2 nothing, I think MVP Embiid will show up in game three. Okay, fair. But the Raptors' sixth man is their crowd. Like, a Raptors' playoff crowd is ridiculous. 
That's my prediction. All right, fair. That's what I foresee happening. My crystal ball that I have here. Yeah. That's what I see happening. You didn't bring a laptop, but you brought a crystal ball. Bought a crystal ball. Uh, I think this series goes to six games. I think the Raptors lose maybe game one. We win game two, win both games at home, lose game five, win game six. Did you say six games? Six games. Raps and six? Raps and six. Or Philly and six. Raps and no, six? No, Raps and okay. six. Raps, just checking. Neither so. of us are taking Philly in this Why would we? <laughs> no. Even though we're a Toronto-based sports podcast, uh, the Raptors Sixers are, are disgustingly bad. <laughs> they are. You think so? Man, the only chance they had of beating the Raptors is Andre Drummond, and they traded him away. Andre Drummond always plays well against the Raptors. Yeah, he's because he's a monster. You s- you only think that way in fantasy for no, fantasy I don't. purposes. No, I don't. I I do think that way in fantasy, but you actually think he's a great player in real life. Andre Drummond in real basketball. I wouldn't say he's a great player right now. He was at one point. I don't, for whatever reason, he always plays well against the Raptors. Did you also see that uh, Tybalt? can't play against so the 76ers Matisse Thibel yeah yeah he cannot play uh, he's not vaccinated yeah because he's not vaccinated so idiot anytime that they come to Toronto so game three and game four he can't play the Thibel or Thibel 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 anyways he can't play (coughs) so uh that's another issue that the 76ers not that big an x factor no I was uh, gonna say he has good uh, defensive presence. He's always good for like steals and blocks for that guy, mm-hmm. for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think will be coming out of the East? Coming out of the East. Um, when it's all said and done, when the dust clears. I really want to say the Raptors. I At this point in, our, in the season, in the playoffs, I, I don't think it's going to be the Raptors. I think it's going to be Miami. I think it's going to be, yeah. I think it's going to be Miami. Cause so who? How did they finish? Miami finished first. Bucks finished second, I believe. So I think it'll be Bucks Heat in the East Finals, which is going to be a great East Finals. And then I think the Heat makes it out. Um, however, that can change as this as these series go on. Like obviously, like. The, the, like you said, this was supposed to be a transition year for the Raptors, and uh, it's it's like the Jays last season, like or two seasons ago. Sorry, uh, the Jays made the playoffs in a season that they weren't supposed to make the playoffs. I'm not saying the Raptors aren't supposed to make the playoffs this year, but they're not supposed to be as good as they are right now. So, yeah, they're ahead of their curve. Right yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. What about you? Yeah, I like Miami as well. You know, I had Boston uh, really up there before. Time Lord got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be out for several weeks uh, into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But this Boston team is rolling. They're the hottest team since the All-Star break out of any team in the league. But you see like, who they're going up against in the first round? Yeah, it's not going to be a problem for them. I, I don't see Boston losing to Brooklyn at all. I see, like, a potential, you know, 4-1 to one series win for them there as well. They're, they're just deep. You know what I mean? Um, I like the Boston's selection. Deep. Boston's deep. Boston's deep. Yeah. I like the selection of Miami because they're stacked. Like they yeah. have 
old. I don't know if you realize, but old Depot's back. He put up forty points the other night. They still have their big starting lineup. Uh, they have Tyler Hero. They still have He's a healthy sex man of the year. Tyler Hero. Yeah, he deserves to. Adebayo's healthy. Butler's healthy. Kyle Lowry. Lowry's healthy. Robinson. Like they, they're, they're like they have the depth. They have the 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 team structure that you need to be a championship team. Yeah, I'd say so too. And they're here to win now. Yeah, like they're they're built to win right now. Do you think um, Dragic gets a bad reception going back to Miami? No. No. No way. Just Toronto. Only Toronto, yeah. Why would he have a bad reception? He wants true. to be in Miami. <laughs> let's he, let's he be honest love, he, like That's he, where he was training in this when he wasn't with the Raptors this season. He was literally wearing Miami Heat yeah, apparel. Yeah, he, he still feels like he's a Miami Heat. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Didn't even think about that. I just hate him. Uh, okay, what about what about the West? West is a little – it's a little different. You have teams like Utah, Denver, um, Memphis, mm-hmm. and then, of course, Phoenix, who's tops in that in that, in that that uh, conference. I don't believe in, in Memphis at all. I don't. The entire year I haven't. They John Morant. Really good, they had a really good showing against uh, the Clippers. So. Yeah. John Morant it reminds me so much of a player who I grew up adoring in Allen Iverson. He looks like a better version of Allen Iverson this year, which is hard to say. Allen Iverson couldn't really get up like John Morant can, though. He can't get up? He couldn't. Allen Iverson? He could. He had a hops back in the day. Not like John Morant does. John Morant is the most underrated player in the league. I'm just going to go out on a whim and say it. I'd say so too. I just don't believe in the depth that that team has. They're too young. They're, I think they're one or two years away from actually making some some noise in the West. But coming out of the West, I I can't see anyone beating Phoenix, a healthy Suns team. Yeah, team I, that went to the finals last year. The team that went to the finals last year. I I would have to agree with you there. Um, I don't see like this. The West is so much different than the East right now because the East, it's it's been like kind of like the same five or six teams in the top top six. Yeah. Over the past like maybe six years. It's always been the same top six. Meanwhile, you look at the West, like the West is kind of all over the place every single year. It's always a different team up top. Like you look at like two years ago, Memphis was like finished eleventh. And now they're top two. Like Phoenix, yeah. even like two, three years ago, they weren't even in conversation when it came to postseason. Yeah, and now you know they got Devin Booker, Chris Paul. Now they're finishing first in the in the West. Like so, every season I feel like it's a different top six in the West. But yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Uh, I don't see anyone beating out the Phoenix Suns to get to the finals. Do you see any upset? Any uh, upsets happening in the West or East? Um, well, we already saw the first upset was, um, <laughs> Lakers not making it. I'm not upset about that. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm upset about that, but in terms of the definition of the word upset in terms of sports, yeah. the, it is a definite upset. Um, cause you look at the start of the season the Lakers were favorite to come out of the West and yeah. now they're not, um, looking at, looking at the table, looking at the West, looking at the top. One to eight right now. I um, have an upset happening in the first round with one to eight. 
with one and eight. Um, that matchup between Minnesota and Memphis. Okay. You think? I think Minnesota's that's going to be an upset. I, I think they're going to win. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, all the points that I just said about Memphis, about the Grizz, I just, this these two teams have played a lot this year, and I've actually watched a few of these games where they stack up really well against each other. Mm-hmm. And the big three in Minnesota is a big three. In D'Angelo Russell, in Carl Anthony Towns, and in uh, who's their shooting guard? Why am I blanking on his name? But yeah, they, they have a big three who can play against anyone mm-hmm. in the league. And it's it's I think that they're gonna beat that team in seven games. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's going to go seven games, but Minnesota, with the momentum they had in just beating um, or winning their, their play-in game. Against I think, the Clippers, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to do really well in that matchup. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I see Golden State potentially losing out in the first round. Wow. I really do. Because um, they're going up against Utah, right? You, no, sorry, they're going up against Denver. And you think they lose. Denver will not have Jamal Murray. That's true. And Maybe Golden Jr. State loses out in the second round because I, I forgot that recent news that Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray will not be making it back. Even if they did came back, come back. <laughs> like, Even if they did came back? <laughs> they st- I still don't see them beating a Golden State team. Well, no. If they had Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray can take away the perimeter um, with Steph Curry. As much as one yeah. can guard Steph Curry. Golden State has the most improved player of the year, I think, as well, in Jordan Poole. Jordan, does Jordan Poole not look exactly like a, a young Steph Curry? A young but taller Steph Curry, yeah. Which is dangerous. Yeah. And, yeah, he'll definitely be up there with the conversation of uh, most improved player this year. 100%. Um, yeah. Now that I remember that uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray won't be back, I think Golden State... I don't think Golden State makes it to the West Finals. And I think a lot of people have Golden State making it to the West Finals. I don't yeah. think they do. That's that's my upstate, up, upset. Well, we'll see. Playoffs start... Um, they've already started with the play-in games, but they start yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Saturday is game one for the Raps. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. See you there. Uh, let's move on to some baseball, yeah. shall we? Let's talk baseball. I just want to take a second to talk about that game one, that home opener game. I was there at that game. And they were down, the Jays were down 7 nothing in the second inning. And people were leaving. People were, I, I was like, okay, guys, I got to go get a drink. I got to refill my drink here. Um, I don't think I can take any more runs against the Jays right now. So I went and grabbed a beer. And while... While I was in line for that beer, I saw people leaving in herds from the game, just walking out. Like, you realize you can't come back in once you're out. And then what happened? How did that game finish? They came back, scored a shitload of runs, and the Jays won 10 8 when they were down 7 0 in the second inning. They came back and won it 10 8. Dude, it's a nine inning game. I know. It's not a two inning game. It's a nine-inning game. So many of these people, I guess, like don't realize that the game can go that long and are just like, oh, it's a two-period, it's a three-period game and we're down 7 nothing yeah. in the second period. We got to go. Pull the goalie. 
Yeah, seriously. Let's get some runs back. <laughs> Throw some Hail Marys out there. Yeah. But yeah, the Jays came back and won 10-8. And I think that is going to be the storyline of the season. Hopefully not coming back from 7 nothing. But this is a resilient Jays team. This is a team that can put up a lot of points. So that leads into my next point, Josh, is <clears throat> they were down that much because Barrios got lit up. He did. He got one out in that game. He did. Um, the bullpen has been relied upon heavily already in the first five games. What's going on with this starting rotation? Because they're trash right now. Manoa was first, good. Manoa was good. But the first go around, what looked like it was going to be a promising or one of the best rotations in the league hasn't looked that way so far. Are you a little worried about this? Are you concerned? Uh, Are you... I don't. I wouldn't say I'm worried. Uh, Ryu got injured. That's why he got to be. He had to be taken out of the game. Um, I still have faith in Ryu. I have faith in Manoa. Brios. I don't think he started since that game one. I think he's. I think he's scheduled to start maybe tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But no, he. I think he got the nerves. The nerves got to him. He hasn't played in that sort of environment in Toronto yet, right? Because we only got him last season, and. We, he didn't really have like that prime time game for us where it actually like with so much promise, it actually meant the world, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think the nerve, I mean, the nerves definitely got to him. He didn't even make it out of the first inning uh, as a starter. Uh, so no, I wouldn't say I'm worried yet. Um, Cause we do have, we do have promise with the rest of our rotation. Um, I think if, if three out of our five starters, are doing decently well. I, I wouldn't say I'm worried at this point. It's a good way to put it. And plus our our closer, Jordan Romano, just um, broke the Jays record, actually. I don't know if you saw that. But he, he, he broke the record for the most consecutive saves by a Blue Jays closer. Wow. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even meant to be a closer. <laughs> exactly. He was always a strong reliever. Uh-huh. That naturally took over the position because of injury and then just ran with it and blossomed into the closer he is now. Local boy, Jordan Romano, coming up big for the Jays. Markham, stand up. Local boy. (laughs) Uh, And and we're having like the opposite uh, issue from last year, right? Like our starters were were putting in the work last year and our our bullpen came in and would lose the game for us. And our bullpen has been keeping us in it recently. Yeah. So... One turnaround. I mean, it's five games in. There's still 140-odd games left, 50-odd games left. So, again, small sample size, but you know, we need to see this rotation turn it around the second time around. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I, I feel good about this team, though. Like, I, I know we say that a lot, specifically um, with the Jays, uh, but I feel good about this rotation. George Springer has been – as long as George Springer can stay healthy – like I think he he's he's going to be a, a, an X factor for this team, yeah, as he should be. Um, I like the way Matt Chapman's been starting. Um, I have another player that I want to talk about, but we're gonna wait until the uh, baseball fantasy pickups of the week a little bit oh, later on the show. Okay. Um, but yeah, do you want to move on? Yeah, I just want to talk about something that I saw last night that brought a really big smile to my face. It also brought a smile to my face. Um, is Well, first off, it brought a big smile to my face to see 40, I think he's 43 now. He's up there, yeah. 43 or 44-year-old Albert Pujols 
the legendary Albert Poles return and sign a contract with uh, the team that he played so, so many years with in uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. And last night, Albert Pujols hit a home run at in St. Louis mm-hmm. and received a standing ovation from not only the fans, <laughs> but his entire clubhouse. And it just like brought back like all of the early 2000s, like He's when been he doing did so many curtain calls. Yeah. And... One of the most underrated stories of the year is his final season being played this year. Mm-hmm. And he deserves all the credit. He's done it for years on end. He's done it clean through all of the trash that's been happening in baseball. Mm. He's been doing this for so long, so consistently, the right way. And, you know, for him to get the, the standing ovation that he deserved, like he got last night... I think it's something special. I, I think it needs to be talked about, and I feel like more attention needs to be drawn to, to players like that because we need more players like Albert Pujols in the league. Yeah, he's he's a role model too. Yeah, like he's I don't I don't know if you remember. Um, There's a video that went viral. I think it was last season where Vladdy was out in the outfield talking to him before a game, and there were some teammates of his that um, like obviously looked up to him the whole their whole career their whole life. Yeah. And Vladdy went up and brought them over to meet him, which was pretty cool. Wow. And Pujols was like, yeah, obviously, like, I'll go over and say hi. And they had a full-on conversation and everything. And I think, yeah, I think uh, you look at Pujols like uh, you look at uh, David Ortiz in that last season that he had. Like, he was a beloved, like, whether you were a fan of the Red Sox or not, like, he was yeah. a beloved character. Yeah. So I think that's it's it's going to be a, a heartwarming season for for Pujols, yeah. Like Just looks for, right in that uh, Cardinals uniform yeah, as well, right? Exactly. Yeah, he, he never really looked right in a Dodgers uniform. He never looked right in an Angels uniform, even though it was similar colors. But the Cardinals uniform just is him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't you can't talk about Albert without having the Cardinals uniform. Yeah. It's good to see that in sports yeah. when when players come back and play for the team that they played so long for. I want to see Kyle Lowry in his last year. Oh, 100% he's coming back. You think he'll come back for a whole year or do you think he'll I'd come back? I'd love for him to come back for a whole year. If he, The thing is, if he came back for a whole year, it wouldn't be a starting position. I mean, Dwayne Wade did it with the Heat. But he was Off a, the bench. He came off the bench? Yeah. I think he was a starter for most of it, no? I'm off the bench. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he, he bounced around a couple of times before he went back to Miami. I remember he went to he went to Cleveland for a bit to play with LeBron for like you remember that a couple weeks that was that was weird throws me off all the time because there's a D Wade that plays for there's Cleveland now I'm like oh is Dwayne Wade still on the team <laughs> disguising himself as someone else yeah. coming off the bench tonight yeah uh, one thing I did want to talk about that we we briefly talked about you and I um, over text this week is. Um, the very the very sad death of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Um, I think that's... I didn't want to go through this episode without talking about it. Um, and just, like, the the tragedy that is what happened. He, he unfortunately, was um, hit by a car this past week. He had just... Uh, he just signed a contract with the Steelers, right? He was just coming on to be... Probably fight for that starting job. Yeah. 
He was he was very young. I think he was only twenty five or twenty six. He was about to turn twenty five. He, he was about um, to turn twenty five. Yeah, he was going to compete with Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky for a starting position, and he was just starting to literally come into his own. Yeah. And it's really tragic because he was really highly touted coming out of college. He obviously went through a lot of what young quarterbacks go through in the NFL, which is you have a short window to, to really excel. And if you don't, you kind of, you get pushed to the side or you get, you know, talked about and banished. And that's what happened. And the Steelers took a chance on him, took him on and he started to develop. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. He's he's getting better each year and each year after year, and here we are. You he, know was, what I mean? he was finding his own with his teammates too. Like Dude, he's just a kid. Yeah, you like, see, like Chase Claypool. Yeah. Like even um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on the, your running back. What's your running back's name? Najee. Na- Najee Harris. Um, you see, like them, like post each other on social media all the time. Like you can see that they're they're like yeah. they're meshing. I was loving that for Dwayne Haskins because yeah. he wasn't he wasn't able to find that when he was in Washington. And so I was, I was like, finally, we get to see like Dwayne Haskins compete for a starting job. Yeah. And one thing that this made me think about this past week um, is that all of these analysts, when they were talking about Dwayne Haskins, they were talking about how, how troubled he was in his career and how, how horrible he was um, as a starting quarterback and how, like, it's just at the end of the day, like these, these are human beings. Yeah. Like, yeah, where we talk, like even us, we talk about them on our, our podcasts. Um, like we make fun of certain people, but at the end of the day, if something bad were to happen to them, obviously like they're human beings, like they they have families, they have children, like just be human. Yeah. Stop being an analyst for five seconds and think of these people as humans and think of their families. Think of their, everyone that's affected by this. Yeah. So I just like, I don't know. That just left left a, a weird feeling in the pit of my stomach this week. I don't know about you, but like all these analysts were talking about, and a lot of them have since come forward. Like Adam Schefter has come forward and apologized, like made a he public apology. He was just like for him to come out and the tweet that he put out that said what it said about Dwayne Haskins. It was just so cold and so heartless yeah. and so robotic and like, for him to say that he lost, he definitely lost a lot of respect yeah. from the community and 100%. from his followers and yeah. from he lost a lot of followers from football fans across the world. Like just to see that, and for everyone to just read it and read it out loud and then just look at him and like, come on, man. Yeah, he he since deleted the tweet, but you, once he put something out on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. So yeah, he he definitely lost a lot of respect, and so did. Um, a lot of other analysts that literally just treated him like a, a transactional loss. You know what I mean? Like as opposed to just a human being. Yeah. So just something to think about. Um, should we get into something we haven't done in a while? Something Josh. we literally haven't done in a long time. But um, let's get back into it, shall we? Shall we? Yeah. <laughs> we really haven't heard that sound. Oh, feels good. Feels good to hear that. <laughs> Fantasy pickups of the week. Um, it is the final couple weeks, I guess, for hockey. Yeah, Neil and some, I are actually against each other. Some week. leagues, you're you're in your final week. Other weeks, you're in your, uh, I guess, semifinals. semifinals. We're in our semifinals. Yeah. Um. Our yeah. Neil and I are up against each other. Neil has an early lead so far. Austin Matthews scored zero points. Mitch Marner scored zero points, and Giordano scored zero points for me last night. 
So uh, I'm sitting in a weird position. But... All I'm hearing is excuse, excuse, oh, okay. Oh, okay. and excuse. Okay. Well, well at this point... Um, why don't you take it away? Do you have a fantasy pickup of the week? I do have a fantasy pickup of the week. It's going to be... Give me some advice. It's going to be a weird... I'll, I will give you some <laughs> advice. He is... Um, I looked him up right before we started recording today. He is available. So if you want to go pick him up, you can. Um, he's a name that we probably haven't heard in a while. Uh, his name is Trevor Moore. And let me tell you why. Trevor Moore is on the LA Kings. The LA Kings are making a push for the playoffs right now. They're in a playoff spot. Trevor Moore has had an okay season with the Kings. He's gone on um, runs where he scored like 10 goals in 10 games. Yeah. And then he'll not do anything for a while. Right now, he is on that run. And like I said, the Kings are trying to make that playoff spot. They're they're sitting comfortable right now, but they want to try and secure it. They want to try and clinch it for the first time in a long time. When was the last time you saw the Kings in the playoffs? Yeah. Um, and Trevor Moore is a key piece. He plays in the power play as well. He's a key piece of this offense. And so now that they feel like they can do it, they're going to use Trevor Moore a whole lot more than they have been. Yeah, I can see it happening. So former Leaf Trevor Moore is my hockey pickup of the week. My hockey pickup of the week, Josh, is if you're in a fantasy matchup, you've got to play the matchups. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go with any top player from the Montreal Canadiens that you can get your hand on. The reason is... You know is, they're, they're eliminated from the playoffs, right? The reason is, okay. Josh... I'm, I'm very interested here. I'm very intrigued. If you look at the schedules this week, yes. almost every team in the league will play <clears throat> on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a plethora of players on your bench. A plethora? Of players on your bench who are playing in those games. Uh-huh. What you got to look at is the other days during the week is the Monday, the Wednesday, the Friday. Mm-hmm. Guess what team plays those days? The Montreal Canadiens. Montreal Canadiens. So now, now not only are you at an advantage with your matchup, you have games that are being – like you have players in games that are playing on the days that no one else is playing. That's fair. So when you ask me, Neil, why do you have a Montreal Canadiens goalie on your team? Yeah. Monta, I don't, can't even pronounce his name. Montembleu. Montembleu. Yeah. Montembleu. Yep. That is why. is because he is... Jake Allen went down with injury. He's out for the season. Montembleu is my pickup of the week. <laughs> because Search up Montembleu in your fantasy <laughs> app and see what comes up. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's fair. I he even... is the starter. He's going to get all the games this week for Montreal. And he is playing on the days that other goalies are not playing. That is uh that's a good pickup there. Yeah. That's that's decent. Yeah. That's uh you're playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers, you know. Wow, interesting. You're still gonna lose to me, but interesting. All right, we'll see. Uh should we move on to baseball pickups? We got some baseball <clears> pickups <throat> too. Early edition, five games into the season. Very early. Early edition of fantasy pickups of the week for the MLB. Yeah. What do you got? Um my player, like I alluded to before, it does play for the Jays. Um he is currently, and hear me out here, 4% owned in Yahoo Leagues. 4%. This year, he is going to solidify his role as a second baseman, and that is Santiago Espinal. Wow. He is taking over the spot from Kevin Biggio. 
Kevin Biggio is kind of moving closer and closer towards irrelevancy. Um, and Santiago has had a glorious start to this season, um, offensively and defensively. He's made some incredible catches and he's putting up offensive numbers. So if there's a good chance that uh, Santiago Espinal is available in your leagues, and I would say go pick him up before you lose the opportunity. I'm going to stick with the Jays here too yeah. for my pickup of the week. Um, unfortunately, our starting catcher, Danny Jansen, went down with an oblique injury. and the, I know where this is going. He is going to be out for multiple weeks, uh-huh. and this is the door opening wide for Alejandro Kirk. Captain Kirk. I should start making a tally of how many times and, you use him as your fantasy pickup of the week. Have I used him before? Definitely. You said he was an X factor. You said he. You should definitely go out and find him. Go get him. Alejandro Kirk. Yeah, he's just so good. He's so good. He's such a fun guy too. Such fun a guy. Fun guy. Kirk. Uh, anyways, he is young. I know the the Jays have uh, like their stud catcher waiting in the wings and Gabriel Moreno in AAA right now, but Alejandro Kirk is here to stay until he gets traded. But he is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Go out and get him. He, I think he's only like 46% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is available. He's going to be playing every day. Alejandro Kirk. Just pick up all the Jays. Yeah. Just pick them all up. Uh, but specifically the ones we just said. Uh, anyways, that is our show. Thank you so much. Hopefully we get you through your uh, your the end of your hockey playoffs or the beginning of your baseball playoffs. Thank you so much for listening. And Neil's doing the OG log on. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 